welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Amy, Marla, Craig, Dennis, and Lou. Good to have you guys. Couple of announcements. I'll mention the Facebook group before Craig does. Uh, we've got a, a group that you can go and uh, interact and talk about the podcast and other things related to to this path. And it's the same name, the Dow of Our Understanding. Search for it. It's a secret group, so you can see it. But people who are in it, you can't. Uh, you would not know the folks. You can't see them until you you join. We keep it as private as we can. ZoomAAMeetings.com is a nightly 9 p.m. Eastern meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's every night at 9 p.m. Been seeing some of you folks there uh, from the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I chair on Fridays. Amy chairs on Sundays. And uh, we help on other nights doing other things, but uh, we both chair a night a week. BuddyC.org uh, is a site that I've got a number of things, including on the front page of the site, the home page. I've got links to all the books that we use. If you want to buy one of the books, there's links there that you can easily find all of them. The Jonathan Starr book, I would highly recommend if you're going to start really studying this really, really informative it was for me. I've got another new one. It's called Wentzu, W-E-N-T-Z-U. And it's another book of Lao Tzu's writings that may even predate the Tao Te Ching that I stumbled on. And uh, there's not many translations like there is of the Tao Te Ching. Thomas Cleary did a translation that I'm reading and it's it's in, uh, there's over a hundred little statements. So you could read a pair, it's a paragraph to a page and uh, different thoughts. So you could use it like a devotion if you wanted to. Oh, and also too on buddyc.org, I've got a devotion that I'm doing a daily Tao devotion where I'm pulling a thought and uh, I post the thought with a comment and an affirmation with the thought. So I'm doing those. So you can go to buddyc.org and in the menu, you can sign up for that if you'd like. And I'm still working those through and working that out. Anything else, guys, that we need to mention? Everything good? Okay. King's Disciple. Marla, you want to read that? This is a long story, so I seriously doubt we finish it today. But we're going to read just one section and talk about that. And then we'll read another if we need to. You want to read that section, Marla, then we'll talk. Yep. Ready when you are. Kang's disciple. A disciple complained to Kang, the eyes of all men seem to be alike. I detect no difference in them. Yet some men are blind. Their eyes do not see. The ears of all men seem to be alike. I detect no difference in them. Yet some men are deaf. Their ears do not hear. The minds of all men have the same nature. I detect no difference between them. 
but the mad cannot make another man's mind their own. Here am I, apparently like the other disciples, but there is a difference. They get your meaning, excuse me, they get your meaning and put it in practice. I cannot. You tell me, hold your being secure and quiet. Keep your life collected in its own center. Do not allow your thoughts to be disturbed. But however hard I try, Tao is only a word in my ear. It does not ring any bells inside. Kang San replied, I have nothing more to say. Bantams do not hatch goose eggs, though the fowl of Lu can. It is not so much a difference of nature as a difference of capacity. My capacity is too slight to transform you. Why not go south and see Lao Tzu? Okay, thank you, Marla. Uh, we'll stop there and discuss his conundrum. So King, uh, this was a disciple of King. And King was the master in the last story that we talked about. The, the master that didn't want the praise. That was him. So this is one of his disciples. So what I see is I see that he's saying, listen, I can't understand. I can't see what you're talking about. I don't hear it. I don't understand it. Uh, And I like the way he said it. He says, there's no bells that ring inside for me. (laughs) It doesn't resonate at all. I, I, I don't see any of this. And uh, he even told what his instruction was. He says, uh, hold your being secure and quiet. Keep your life collected in its own center. Do not allow your thoughts to be disturbed. He's saying, I just don't get it. Thoughts about this guy? The disciple. Let's call him the disciple. I think he's he's concentrating on what other people are doing. Yeah. Rather than concentrate more on what he should be doing and it says that however hard i try thou is only a word in my ear so he is trying hard like praying hard he's trying hard you know he's giving it every bit of effort he can but it does not work for him so he's in self-effort i think that's what i hear Mm. It's it's so funny, actually, when I hear this again, it just sounded like what I just told you guys before my relapse. When I go to a meeting and I don't hear anything new, I don't resonate with anything in there. I just looking for stuff all the time, but there's no bells ringing. That was kind of what I got out of it when, when I heard it read again. It's pretty good. It's almost like trying to it's almost like trying to work the steps. You know, stop trying and yes. Yeah. Stop! Stop trying so hard to do it, and let's just let's just get on with it. Well, we we may find that in the rest of the verse, the rest of the story, how to go about doing this. There are those times too when it makes sense in your head, and you can see that okay, well, that makes a lot of sense, but you can't, you just can't get it going inside you. It sounds like that's kind of where he's at. He, he it's something that he wants. Sees other people being successful with it sees it as a good thing, you know, or as something to work towards, but just can't get there from here. And looking at, look at this too, with every thing that he talks about, eyes of men seem alike. I detect no difference. 
ear, uh, ears of all men see, uh, seem to be alike. I detect no difference. He's looking for differences. How about this? The minds of all men have the same nature. I detect no difference, but the mad cannot make another man's mind their own. I'm at a loss with that one, that phrase. Amy? Yeah, so I, I can hear bits and pieces, but I think you said a, a man cannot make another man's mind his own. That's close. It says, um, <laughs> an, yeah, yeah. So how many times did people try to say the right thing to get me to stop drinking? How many times did people say, just don't pick up that first drink? Don't you know what it does to you? Don't you know that it's only going to lead to horrible consequences? Haven't, hasn't your experience shown you that? It doesn't work for me. It shouldn't work for you. And until I was ready, until I was absolutely ready to make my own decision and make the changes for myself, and it's still my thought process wasn't theirs. The other thing is I grew up with everybody else's concept of God. And then AA afforded me the recovery afforded me the opportunity to get my own, to have my own thoughts, and I still have the ability to decide what's best for me, for that, what works for me. It's not what works for you works for you, and maybe it'll work for me, but what works for me definitely works for me. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? And he thinks he's unique, too, Amy, because he says, apparently, here am I, apparently like other disciples, but there is a difference. Hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, they get your meaning and put it into practice. I cannot. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. At least you can say he works a program of honesty, right? It's not like he's pretending that he gets it. <laughs> but at that point that he don't get it, is that also because he's trying to intellect it? Could be. He's trying to to put intellect on this thing that has no intellect. Yeah, I, that's we what I would. Yeah, we all do that. We all get in our own way. We have to intellectualize every and you know read into everything, analyze every overanalyze everything. We have to try and understand the process rather than just trust the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. No one. Okay, I thought I heard someone. Um, now, what was King's King Son response to this guy? He said, I have nothing more to say. Can't help you. Yeah. Bantams do not hatch goose eggs. And a bantam's a chicken. So he said, chickens don't hatch goose eggs. <laughs> In other words, you know, you're not able to produce, you know, whatever reason he can't uh, give him what he needs to to move toward enlightenment, I guess, is a, if you want to say a goal. So he needs to change to a goose, in other words, and I can't help you do that. Unless I'm missing something here. No, that's what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. Now, did you know he was a goose by the kind of eggs he produced? Or is that... I heard, I thought about that. You'll know them by their fruits or, you know, and that's the way I know if things are working in my life is by the, the uh, outcome of those things for what I see. Mm. So 
I know that peace and joy comes from doing the will of God. I, I found that out by doing the right thing, ever how you want to say it. Um, so I can't focus on peace and joy. I just have to focus on doing the next right thing, next right action. And, it, and then the result of that is peace and joy. So if I have someone ask me, am I doing the right thing or not? I said, do you have peace about it? Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's what I need. I said, okay. Then that sounds like the right thing to me if that's what's giving you peace. So it's more of you, uh, if you judge something as right or wrong, it would need to come from uh, the results of that. So, uh, okay, he's laying goose eggs, so he's a goose. You don't try to get the chicken to lay a goose egg. You know it's a goose because it lays a goose egg. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, and apparently the uh, Master Kangas, um, others are able to get from him what they need and learn from him. This guy can't. And rather than try to find a solution for him, the Master says, you know, I don't have the capacity to give you what you need. You haven't gotten it here. Uh, maybe you better go go down south there and get it. Um and I think sometimes that's the way it is that there's a certain, you know, it'll click, it'll, it'll resonate. Some things resonate with you. Some people resonate with you. Others don't. And the master sees that uh, maybe the master sees that many of his disciples are getting it. They came to him for a reason. They're getting what they came for. He's facilitating it somehow, but this guy's not getting it. So rather than try to bend him or push him or, do something that he doesn't, he can't do, the master can't do. He says, he does the referral. <laughs> I'm going to refer you to a specialist. You kind of get that with some sponsees as well, don't you? I had the same thought. Yeah. If, if you said, well, you can't get it, but try this guy here. There might be something there. If if, if you translate it into a lingo, maybe you're just not ready yet, but try this guy. <laughs> or some people's experience resonates with some just how it is. I'm, I mean, I've had sponsees that didn't resonate with me. I've had three different sponsors over the years. I was one helped me as long as they could. Then I moved to a second till I was ready for the third. And that's, that's not a bad thing though. That's, that's not, no. that's, that's not a feeling on anybody's part. I think sometimes we're mature. Maybe we're not, maybe we're looking at this, uh, this disciple from the wrong, the wrong perspective. Maybe the guy's matured. And he needs something, something more than what he's getting. Hmm. Could be. Could because be. I think there's there's only so far sometimes we can take sponsees before they have to move on to somebody that's going to push them even more. Hmm. I've had sponsees for that. I'm still on my first one, so I'm some, I'm still trying to break my first one. You're fortunate he hasn't fired you yet, too. <laughs> I had a sponsee last year that. Um, that we were, I'd taken him through the steps, but there was just some disturbance there. We couldn't really put our finger on it, but there was something. And I was thinking, I think he needs to go look for another sponsor. And while I was thinking the thought, he texted me and said, I appreciate your help. I think I need to find another sponsor. <laughs> while I was sitting there thinking about it, I mean, literally, the same time, literally, not exaggerating at all. And 
you know, King knew that he did not have what this disciple needed. Hmm. So he, he referred him on to Lao Tzu. And then it's interesting, too, the next line there says, after the goose eggs, though the fowl of Lou can do this, they can lay goose eggs, if I'm reading that correctly. It's not so much a difference in nature, but a difference in capacity. I don't know what that word capacity means. Um, How empty is your chalice? Your level of surrender, maybe? Say, okay. yeah. But he's saying that it's possible for a chicken to lay a goose egg, but I can't. It says here they do not lay. The next page, the next line says, though the fowl of Lou, and Lou mm. was a prince in some of our old stories. And Lou was someone, uh, the prince that I, he actually practiced the Tao. Mm. Oh. Is okay. that what it means by saying my capacity is too slight? That means that that the uh, the teachings of Lao Tzu lies a little heavier than mine. Is that the way to That's say? That's what that? he's saying. Yes, I think. Hmm. I saw that as his tolerance. I, I, I thought I, I saw that as his level of tolerance was too slight. Or honesty. I mean, yeah. really. I mean, he was just <laughs> honest with the disciples. Well, I'm not able to help you. Why don't you go see Lao Tzu? Maybe he can help you. I just don't have the capability to, to help you. I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not able. So that's, so then he's sending him to Lao Tzu to transform you. So he's wanting to be transformed. Why not go South and see Lao Tzu? Now that the Lu, the state of Lu, Craig, is uh, where Confucius and uh, Moza was from. We read the book on the, some of the book on the, the short history of Chinese philosophy. Yes, that was, uh, Riveting. It was part of that. Riveting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I think, we should, I think we should go back and finish that at some point. Yeah, go ahead and let me know how it was. <laughs> Why don't you put it on Audible and send it to was, me? Was that what? Why didn't I go and see Lao Tzu? <laughs> is it a yeah. good book to read when you have insomnia? Is that the kind of book it is? <laughs> so you agree that it's it's kind of heavy when it comes from Lou? That that's kind of some heaviness over it. Is that it? <laughs> By reading, it's a great. It's a. It had sections that were really good, and then you read all this other to get to the good little section, and then uh, the, the problem was it, it, it was giving you, yeah, it, it was giving you a history of the history, which was kind of like too much, and I think that's really what this guy's looking for. This guy's looking for that. You, 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 if you give him an explanation, he'd be like, "But what does that mean?" Oh, well, I've, I've just explained it. Yeah, but yeah, but what does it really mean? He wants to be transformed, Craig. Yeah, and he's thinking like, that transformation is coming from some. Can, we, see, can, can we look at that transformed as being enlightened? I would think so. Mm. Yes, it's so I want to be enlightened. Yeah. yeah. When when you say that, I think that's the natural thing, and I hear other ones that, that go to spiritual teachers here, and when they're not ready yet, then when they get something, that just creates another question to that question. So you just keep questioning what it is because you're seeking something on an intellect level uh, without uh, giving into to uh, 
to that deeper understanding, I guess, right? It's like working with kids sometimes because they're, they're just that naturally inquisitive. It's, it's not a fault of theirs. It's just something mm-hmm. that they want to know. And you just end up saying, just because it is, just because I said so. <laughs> that is with a kid, yes. It, it just is like that, because I say so. <laughs> and I think that's that's where we get to as well, because with this guy saying, like, my, my capacity is so slight, maybe that's that's what we're like as well. We don't know the fundamental answer to it, so we're just like, look, it, it, it just, that's just it. That's just how it goes. Just accept it. Well, you've got two things going. You've got the capacity of the disciple and you've got the capacity of the teacher. Yeah. Oh, the teacher's saying, I don't know what you, I don't know enough to help you. It's what I'm hearing. So why don't you go see Lao Tzu who has a deeper understanding than I do. You want to read the next section, Marla? Yes. Cause it's really good. <clears throat> All right. So he's going to see Lao Tzu. The disciple got some supplies, traveled seven days and seven nights alone, and came to Lao Tzu. Lao asked, do you, do you come from Kang? Yes, replied the student. Who are all these people you've brought with you? The disciple whirled around, nobody there, panic. Lao, Lao said, don't you understand? The disciple hung his head, confusion, then a sigh. Alas, I have forgotten my answer. More confusion. I have also forgotten my question. Lao said, what are you trying to say? The disciple. When I don't know, people treat me like a fool. When I do know, the knowledge gets me into trouble. When I fail to do good, I hurt others. When I do good, I hurt myself. If I avoid my duty, I am remiss. But if I do it, I am ruined. How can I get out of these contradictions? This is what I came to ask you. This one we could go line by line. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's okay. good. Comments? Well, I love that he's at the he Lao Tzu recognizes that this guy is carrying a lot of weight with him, a lot of things, a lot of baggage. So basically, the guy shows up. He says, uh, he came to Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu asked him a question. He said, did you come from King? Yes, said the student. The student hasn't asked him his question yet. So did you come from King? Yes. Well, who's all these people that you brought with you? And there was no one with him physically. Mm. But he brought them. All, they were all with him. All, there was, his monkey mind was full of monkeys. You know, it was there. <laughs> he brought all these cares, all these concerns with him, that third step stuff, all of those things he brought with him. And he said he was confused and he even forgot the question he was going to ask Lao Tzu. You know, it, uh, but Lao Tzu asks him, don't you understand after, what's he asking him to understand? Who, at first he says, who are all those people you brought with you? And then he goes, don't you understand? So he's he's asking the student to understand something that he hasn't explained yet. But he, I imagine he assumes King, he came from King. So he would have thought King would have explained this part to him. So he this would be like a basis of the teaching. And if he came from King, 
he knew what King knew, Lao Tzu did. So he knew this had been addressed before. All right, that makes sense. That's what I thought. Yeah, that makes sense. So the problem was all the stuff he was carrying. Amy, did you find where we were? Okay. Yeah, the problem was all these things. Lao Tzu pegged him immediately. This was probably his problem the entire time. Lou? Well, it reminds me of some of the Zen stuff, like Renzai Zen, where they, the, the uh, master just come up and slap you aside the head sometimes. And it's like, what, what, you know, and it just jerks them right out of where they're at. And it sounds like the disciple was kind of, when, when Lao Tzu says that, it, he, he, first he panics. And um, then he's then he's confused, and then he's forgotten why he came, what his questions were. He forgot his answers. It's like um, Lao Tzu is just kind of shaking him to his core, and then he start. Then it's like he starts answering, like I, you know, I, with truth, you know, and maybe not covered. It seems like it to me. He's, he's just saying, "Oh well, I don't know. I um, when I act this way, then this happens. When I act that way, that happens." So it's kind of like he cut through. Um, some of the intellect of what's your problem, man? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Starts coming, and then it starts coming out of him. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. And then when, you know, this party talks about that, when I don't know, people treat me like a fool. When I do know the knowledge gets me in trouble. When I fail to do good, I hurt others. When I do good, I hurt myself. I think he's not perceiving this realistically or correctly. He's back to the contradictions again. Yeah. Yeah. And he's asking, how do I get out of this cycle? Hmm. So is he like in a big old pity party? Sounds like it to me. Hmm. Have a pity party. He's seeking. (laughs) He's Uh, seeking the truth. The next next reading kind of gives us a little clue, though, Amy. I think. Pity party. Yeah. Can you read the next section, Marla? Down to I pity you, probably. Pardon me? Down to I pity you. Uh, Okay. How can I get out of these contradictions? I came to Lao Tzu replied, a moment ago, I looked into your eyes. I saw you were hemmed in by contradictions. Your words confirm this. You are scared to death. Fear like a child who has lost father and mother. You are trying to sound the middle of the ocean with a six-foot pole. You've got, you have got lost and are trying to find your way back to your own true self. You find nothing but Ill- illegible signposts pointing in all directions. I pity you. He's trying to sound the ocean with a six. In other words, he's trying to find the bottom, I think, is what that's saying, with a six-foot pole in the middle of the ocean. Hmm. <laughs> He is scared to death. It's fear, fear, fear. Guy's full of fear. That's what this is about. He's full of fear. Afraid he's going to lose something that he has or not get something he wants. Yes. I have to say that the contradictions is kind of a lot like the Tao, but just in fear instead, Mm -hmm. where he's kind of saying, uh, when I know the knowledge get me into trouble. And and then the other way, when I fail to do good, I hurt others and, and so on. So there's kind of those uh, back and forth with it, but it's still in fear. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, no, I was just, um, 
just like the lingo, it, it sounds like he's just not ready yet until he gets his eye open. And that's right before he gets his eyes open, I guess. This These things here, that was all. Go ahead. And it looks like, and two, he says, you have got lost and are trying to find your way back to your own true self. That's what you really are doing. You may not know. That's like when we come into recovery and we think, I got I to quit drinking. It's causing all these problems in my life. When in reality, it's just a symptom. And when we first hear that, it's like a symptom. What are they talking about? And then we realize it's an inside job, that there's nothing external of our spirit or our inner man that can cause this, including alcohol. Because even though we put it in our body, it's not really within us. You know, it's not in our spirit. So even though it influences us, nothing outside of that can do it. So it's our, uh, and he says here to find your way back to your own true self. So you're just returning. It's like Dennis, uh, I, I liked what Dennis said. It's like um, he's at a point of awareness, but not at a point of surrender. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to say it, I think, yes. He's, yeah, he's seeing the patterns from the fear side, but he's not seeing the patterns from the acceptance or the, yeah. or the go side. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, he's on his way, you know. He wants yeah. it. Yeah, Lao Tzu yes, says this is what's yes. happened. You've gotten lost while you've been trying to find your way back to your true self. And he says you find nothing but illegible signposts. You're not finding anything to help you. I pity you. Hmm. Comments before we move forward? I wish I had somebody like that that could have spoke to me like that when I was kind of wanting to get sober. You've lost yourself. You're trying to find your way back, but you just you just don't have the tools to do it. You're not using the tool. You have the tools, but you're not using the right ones. Like trying to sound out the depths of the the sea with a six foot pole. You're not using the right tools for doing it. Mm, that's I kept I kept drinking myself away, trying to find myself again through that way. Yeah, but you weren't ready, Craig. You may mm. have may have had people telling you that, but you couldn't hear what they were saying. Yeah. Just like he talked about at the first of this. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting, isn't it? Because we, that's what we hear in the program. I mean, when you're not ready, everything that everybody is saying is just wrong. But when you are ready, anybody, whatever anybody is saying is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Well, so. I, I also found that, no, I found when I was looking for God, that's when I found him, it, whatever you want to call it. When I wasn't, when I was looking too hard, I couldn't see it. So I stopped looking. Yeah. That's when I got sober. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's good. My problem was I was seeking to understand God because I, I kind of guess I misunderstood that part, but the God of my understanding. So I thought I had to understand it, but that was when it got wrong <laughs> instead of seeking God. Uh, that was funny. Uh, my yeah. way. But see, then it says, then we also hear, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Yes, that's way better to say it like that. But I really like what Greg was saying. If it, it's it's a very good thing to say that you just lost right now, you'll get it. But, mm-hmm. hmm. but do you really want to get it? Because if you get it, then you may not want to continue to seek it. 
Well, that's yeah, that's actually true. But but you might get to that point where you are at 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 um, at at peace with your powerlessness. That's the point where you're not at you where you're okay with being powerless, right? Then you start seeing the peace that comes from a surrendered yeah. life. Yes, by accepting your powerlessness, and you can keep doing that more and more, I guess. So Lao Tzu gives him the the real problem, his real question, is that he's lost. How does he get back to his true self? You want to read the next section, Marla? Yep. Excuse me. The disciple asked for admittance, took a cell, I assume that's like a seat, and there meditated, trying to cultivate qualities he thought desirable and get rid of others which he disliked. Ten days of that. Despair. Miserable, said Lao, all blocked up, tied in knots. Try to get untied. If your obstructions are on the outside, do not attempt to grasp them one by one and thrust them away. Impossible. Learn to ignore them. If they are within yourself, you cannot destroy them piecemeal, but you can refuse to let them take effect. If they are both inside and outside, do not try to hold on to Tao. Just hope that Tao will keep hold of you. Stop right there. I can see Yoda saying that whole thing there. <laughs> uh, he would say it differently. Yeah, but I can see it happening. That would be the kind of word, you know, that kind of a... Piecemeal, you cannot destroy. <laughs> Put it in like that. <laughs> Um, he was approaching it wrong, I think, wasn't he? He was, what he was doing was trying again. He said, okay, this is what I got to do. So for 10 days, he meditated, trying to cultivate good qualities and getting rid of those things, which he disliked. (laughs) It's it's like one of those really annoying sayings, like take what works and leave the rest. Yeah. Or we're entirely ready to have me remove all my defects of character. Exactly. Yes. I actually, he's trying to organize his thoughts and he's trying to, uh, he's trying to get rid of the, the bad character defects and hold on to the good ones. He's sitting, trying to do that, but instead he just gets frustrated. I really like what he says here um, that, that he needs to ignore those, ignore it. Because by by fighting a thought with another thought, it's just going to make it more miserable. Kind of, it's so. almost like that's, that's how it's I almost mean. like picking. It's like it's like picking the steps that you want to work. I'll take that. I'll do that. Give that four and five a miss. That looks a bit dodgy. Or the back to that phrase of the mad cannot make another mind's mind their own. You know, and that idea. What's the saying in recovery that uh, you can't fix? You're thinking with more bad thinking. Is there? A, there's a phrase similar to that. Yeah, it's like in the Course of Miracles where they talk about the ego will play a game with itself to keep itself busy and to mm-hmm. keep keep your mind off and just keep your mind rolling in that circle. And mm-hmm. it's like you know, his ego's his his um, logical part of his brain is going, "Well, I'll fix this and I'll fix that yeah. and I'll fix this," and 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 he's using the wrong tools. Yes, and then you're just fighting your ego. The eagle's just dancing around the room in this little cell there. And then look at the look at what he finally tells him. 
do not try. He says, do not try to hold on to Tao. Just hope that Tao will keep hold of you. So he, he's, he's telling him to take a different approach to the whole thing. Like trust in the Tao. It will hold you. It will carry you. Like what I've talked about a million times, Marla, about that when I stopped trying, recovery worked for me. You know, but I had to stop trying. I had to stop the self-effort. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Stop the self-effort. Any other comments, guys? I have a quote I want to pull up and use. I have to admit while you pull that up, buddy, that uh, I really want to see if this poor fellow here is going to get it because I didn't read ahead and I don't know yet. (laughs) Have I quoted... I know I've quoted it before, but I don't know if I've quoted it on the podcast lately. Uh, Kitchen's book, I Was a Pagan. Have we talked about that on the podcast? No, no, we have not, Craig. Never heard that before. Okay. This book. Maybe I wasn't around, though. V.C. Kitchens, I think is the guy's name. V.T. Kitchens. Uh, He was in the Oxford groups with Bill. And he was in the businessman's group with Bill, which was a small group within the Oxford group where they went out and talked to different businesses. He got sober in the early 30s and published this book in, I think, 35. So Bill read this. I know he did. He was in the group with the guy. So they were very well. This guy got sober before AA. And here's a quote from the book. It says, I also know that these ambitions, hypocrisies, and vices were not drained out when I transferred my belief in one plan or philosophy of life to another. They were not drained out by making New Year's resolutions, and they were not disposed of by my going to psychoanalysts, remember, 30s, or by going to church. They were drained out by stopping the self-effort to get rid of them by letting God take hold to do the job and by putting God first in life. I'd put God first in theory, yet still continue to mean well and do badly. That was because I was still trying to run my own life. I had not put him first in living, but had kept my self-love uppermost and had built my scheme of things quite upside down. When I turned things around, however, and put God at the head of the list, When I ceased struggling to pull myself up and stepped out of the way so his light could shine down to me, when I let him show me how to use the individuality he had given me to accomplish for myself, for humanity, and for him the things he wanted me to accomplish, then for the first time in 40 years, things of consequence began to happen in my life. So when I listened to this book, I was like, whoa, that's it, you know? He quit trying and just stepped out of the way and let it shine, let the light of God shine down to him, is how he described it. Mm. So I thought that was, I can put this book in the chat if anybody would like to have it. Uh, yeah, that, that's what he's talking about. He's letting go of the self effort mm. to do this. Yeah. Is this a good stopping point or do we continue on? What do you guys want to do? 
Well, I know no matter what, I'm going to read the end of this. I want to, I want to hear how how he's doing. <laughs> I'm not going to get all the way to the end. I'm sure today, but yeah, I know. this may be a good stopping place. I mm. think. Uh, all right. Yeah, because well, the next little phrase we could cover it and get down to Lao Tzu replied. The disciple groaned when a farmer gets sick and the other farmers come to see him. If he can at least tell them what is the matter, his sickness is not bad. But as for me in my search of doubt for Tao, I'm like a sick man who takes medicine that makes him 10 times worse. Just tell me the first elements and I'll be satisfied. I mean, this guy does not have a clue. He is just absolutely miserable. Mm. He's miserable. Maybe he's an alcoholic. Well, Louts has already told him what to do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm, just, I'm gonna keep taking the thing that's making me sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this time, it's just the ego, right? It's not the yeah. alcohol, but it's the ego, his own mind that's making him sick. I'm gonna think it's gonna make me better. Mm. Uh, Amy, you got something? Yeah, it was just, it, it'll be different this time. Yes. This time it'll work. Insanity. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Thinking uh, but doing the same thing again and expecting different results. I can control yeah. my drinking. <laughs> you fix me now. Yeah. What's my part in it? That's good, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to okay. go back to, sorry, uh, go back to, um, I don't know, 129. It says, who are all those people you have brought with you? The disciple world around to look, nobody there, panic. Is that kind of talking about the the four horsemen, terror, bewilderment, resentment, fear? I would think all so. of those things. Okay. Yeah, he brought all this stuff with him. He's carrying all these things all that the he can't carry. Baggage. Drop the rock. Mm-hmm. Ah. Drop the rock. That's your yep. Yeah. Couldn't it be, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, couldn't it also be because he's comparing himself to all the other disciples that he brought them with him and that just made him more confused that they had all the answers and he didn't? It could mm-hmm. it be something like that, that he, because he was still in that state of mind? Well, sure. was, I, I think he was... Comp- but that's that's more metaphorically speaking, right? It was just... Um, anyway, I was that was just a thought to that. Yeah, Dennis, I think he was he was comparing his insides to other people's outsides. Mm. Yes, definitely. Or even comparing his outsides to his perception of other people's insides. Mm. That way it kind of works too. I've done that all all the time. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, they're driving a BMW. Why can't I drive a BMW? <laughs> they must be super duper happy and super duper successful. Because they're driving a BMW. And they look young and happy and vibrant, and they probably fucking hate each other. <laughs> but my car's got an indicator, which is a blinker. You know, Janice Chaplin had a song about that, right? It's something BMWs don't have, but that's oh, Mercedes. Lord, won't you buy me Mercedes? I thought the exact same song there, Molly. I love that song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, guys. Who looked him in the eyes and saw through him, saw all that stuff that he was carrying, all that baggage. You know, saw it immediately. Mm. You just got to let go, fella. How miserable. 
I pity you. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else's wife ever looked you in the eye and says you don't look happy. You you look thoroughly fucking defeated. No, my wife has never said that to me before. Well, not oh your my wife. God, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> On page 413 of the big book in acceptance was the answer. It says, if I could just control the external environment, the internal environment would then become comfortable. Ooh, that's a tall order. Right. But if you flip the page, it says life keeps getting simpler and easier as we try to reverse, as we try to reverse my old ideas by taking care of the internal environment via the 12 steps and letting the external environment take care of itself. So you're saying I can't do this for myself? Well, then you're going to get somebody saying, I pity you. And I'm not going to come to your pity party. So don't invite me. Nobody's coming. I'll come for a minute. <laughs> but just to see just to see how it's going. Yeah. Just to tell you why you're carrying all those people with you. <laughs> to spoil it. I'll spoil your pity party. I've done that several times, Craig. I've spoiled it several times, if you recall. We've had some good ones. It's funny. <laughs> You have not gotten to that point where you ask him to go to the pawn shop and get a gun yet? No, I haven't. No. Okay. <laughs> How's that going to happen? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you think not I should, not think I should go and shoot them? No, no shoot me because I'm fed up listening yeah. to you. <laughs> shoot me. I'm tired of listening to you. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's, I've heard sponsors on that. There's some that's really just like saints and listening to half an hour and all that. But it comes to a point where you just have to put a foot down and say, hey, stop. This is leading nowhere. This is this. This is not good. What is your experience with that? I'd like to know that. Do you have something where you said this is just too annoying? You got to, hey, listen, stop right now. Well, you, know it's getting, you know it's getting bad when the first thing your sponsor says to you? That you meet, and it's right. What's your partner? <laughs> you know, fuck. Self-examination yeah. already. It uh, that's the answer, though, isn't it? Isn't it always the answer? It's like, what, what's your part in this? Yes, well, I, 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 I hear another good question to say. Just what, what is what is your what is your motives in this? What were your motives here? And then it makes people think. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I was selfish, wasn't I? <laughs> I was. <laughs> no, mine's just normal. Yeah, he was selfish, wasn't he? <laughs> Anything else, guys, before we close? And we'll take it from here next week. But that's good. We've painted a good picture of this disciple. We've, mm. we've really taken his inventory today. <laughs> <laughs> we've taken a good bit of inventory for sure. Good thing he's a fictional character, but he is all of us, isn't he? Oh, he is. Mm. For sure. For sure. Then how can we all relate to it? Fictional? That's interesting. Do you think non-alcoholic relates to these characters? Are they just saying that was how they were back then, 6,000 years ago? I don't know. I mean, we're, we, do the, we do the podcast, in my thinking, for those in recovery. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how they would relate to this. Maybe they will lose the closest thing we got to a non-alcoholic. So Lou, tell us, but he's in a program. If they're not in a program, I don't know how they would relate to this. Lou, what's your thoughts? Well, I come out of the, the Al-Anon program, and I relate to it very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. For myself. 
not for the other, but for myself. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that idea that we're different is and unique and that it's not working for you. And why is it working, not working for me? And it's working for you, you know, and you're, you're lining all the things up outwardly that you see, you know, is what this guy seemed to be doing, the disciple. And it just never worked for him. He couldn't get peace. He tried everything he knew to try. Yeah, I, I was I I was tried everything else, everything I knew how to fix our son. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mm-hmm. all those things you're saying, all this stuff, just stop it. Can't you like Amy was saying, can't you see what this does to you? You know, you're smart, you can't see this. I tried everything there is to try to fix it. So the more you tried that, Lou, could you see the, the did it get worse and worse, or did you get more and more irritated yeah. with yourself? Um, it got worse and worse for me. Yes. <laughs> I don't it was in one one ear out the other for him, I think, but for me it got worse and worse. And the guilt and uh taking on other, you know, taking on uh, responsibility for him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know when we're, we're when we are in the middle of our addiction, we don't hear really much of anything else. No, well, no and, and yeah, and and when Al-Anon member is in the middle of fixing somebody else's life, then they pay no attention to their own and their own needs or those around them. They're out, they're focused on on the disease. Sucks. My experience. Nope. Sounds real. Thank you, Lou. Any other comments for, before we close, guys? No, thank you, buddy, for yeah, hosting, you. as always. Thank you. I enjoy it. I get a lot out of it. Every week, I look forward to this meeting. Thank you, guys. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.